Welcome to A Wild New Work, a podcast about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life and in your organization, all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm Megan Leatherman, a mother to two small children, coach, writer, and amateur ecologist living in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm your host today. Welcome, friends. Thank you so much for being here. I'm honored to spend time with you in this way, as always. Today, I want to talk about reactivity and intention. One of the hallmarks of life today for most of us, especially those working in the modern workplace, is reactivity. And by that, I mean that constant draining feeling of only ever being capable of responding to something not of creating it, planning for it, putting a stake in the ground and saying, this is how it's going to be. I hear this from clients all the time, this feeling like you really can only move through your day putting out fires or attending to things that seem urgent. And part of this is about the onslaught of crisis and change that we're going through collectively right now. But this phenomenon, this feeling existed well before the pandemic and other, you know, political and social uprisings that have taken place. Its roots are really in our overwhelming lives, which are simply usually for most of us too full, not only too full, just in terms of what we're expected and what we expect ourselves to do every day and be capable of. But we're also, many of us, way too bought into what overculture tells us is urgent. Very little in our working lives, unless we are truly working in crisis zones like in an emergency room or a refugee camp, very little of our work is actually urgent. But we buy into the belief that it is, and we move through our days in a state of constant reactivity. And those days add up to months of reactivity, which add up to seasons and years of feeling like we can never really get ahead or feel like we're really living with intention and consciousness. But living in accordance with the cycles of the seasons is one ancient way to interrupt this pattern and to choose intentionality instead. And while we can never control what's going on around us, by connecting to the shifting seasons, we remember that we have the capacity to work with what's here. We set intentions for how we would like to relate to it. We get to choose how we want to show up to a thing or show up to our lives. And by doing so, we can loosen our grip on this lie that everything needs to happen now, and there's something wrong if it's not. And so this is what I want to talk about in today's episode. And this is a recording of a live monthly call that I offer in Cedar Lodge called Rooting In, Get Grounded and Resourced in Your Career. And this was recorded right around the autumnal equinox in late September. And it includes a meditation to help nourish your nervous system, my teachings about what the unique time of year might hold for us and this kind of window into greater darkness, what that, what the potential is here for us personally and professionally. Um, I also share a poem by Rainer Maria Rilke that I think you will love, and I think it will just feel really good to you. So 
If this is your first time listening to one of these recordings, welcome. You can use it like a guided meditation and just sit and have some quiet time and move through the meditation with us. Or you can just listen in and kind of let it percolate and see if you want to return to it later. So it's up to you, but I hope you deeply, deeply enjoy it. Before we dive into the recording, I want to share our opening invocation as always. So wherever you are, just taking a moment to breathe. And notice your body. If you can, look outside. You can do that now. May each of us be blessed and emboldened to do the work we're meant to do on this planet. May our work honor our ancestors, known and unknown, and may it be in harmony with all creatures we share this earth with. I express gratitude for all of the technologies and gifts that have made this possible, and I'm grateful to the Cowlitz and Clackamas tribes, among many others, who are the original stewards of the land that I'm on. Hey, hello, and welcome to this sweet monthly meditative call. I'm so glad that you're here. So honored to spend this time with you. And I encourage you wherever you are to just sort of settle in, get comfortable in your body, and just take a moment to sort of ensure that you're in a position to receive today, receive whatever it is that you need and whatever it is that your spirit, you know, needs today. And we can let go of trying to grasp and hold on and catch every word or every part of the meditation and really just enter into a space of receptivity. So welcome. And if you can take a second to just connect with the outside, whether you're sitting in a place where you can actually see outside um, or can just, you know, take a look out of the window real quick and just sort of anchor into what it's like today and what the outdoors are doing in this moment. We're gonna start today with our embodiment exercise. And usually I do this a little bit later in the call, but today it felt like this was most beneficial at the beginning. So wherever you are, again, just settling in and making sure that you're in a position where you can be comfortable for a few moments as we check in and tune in at a deeper level. You might wanna have your hands on the floor or your feet on your thighs. You can close your eyes if that feels good to you or rest your gaze outside. And we're just gonna take a couple of breaths to arrive here in our bodies, in this unique moment in your life, this unique moment in history. And I just wanna invite you to imagine that as you inhale, you can inhale energy up the front of your body from your root all the way up your torso to the crown of your head where it pauses. And as you exhale, imagine the breath or the energy coming down the back of your body, down from the crown of your head, down your spine, back down into the bottom of your spine, or even down into the earth. So inhaling up, drawing energy up the front of your body, all the way up to the crown of your head where you pause. And exhaling and imagining the breath or the energy coming back down the back of your body, down 
into the earth. And taking a couple of breaths in this way, running energy up the front of your body and back down the back. And now imagine that in your core, there is a golden pillar of light. And this pillar comes up from the ground. It connects you into the ground. And it also connects you to the sky. This golden pillar is strong and stable. And it comes through the center of you perhaps inviting you to elongate your spine, feel its stability anchoring you into the earth. And this pillar of light is there to not only connect you, but also to nourish you. And it has the ability to repel anything in your system that you no longer need or that's toxic to you. So imagining it like a magnet repelling any toxic features in the cells of your body, any emotions, beliefs that are heavy or too, too heavy for you to carry anymore or that aren't meant for you to carry anymore. Any old detritus or worry that's built up that needs to be cleared just gently repelling away, sweeping away anything that's no longer yours. And you can imagine it sloughing off like dust. You can imagine it going down the pillar into the ground to be composted. You could imagine it wafting out through the windows or the doors. and just allowing this clearing away to happen. And this pillar of light can also attract to you what it is that you need, and it can also magnify the beauty and the peace that's already here. So drawing up from the earth, any minerals, nourishment that you need, but also making bigger the beauty that's here, the peace that lies underneath our busy days, the sense of connection that lives in our hearts, filling you with whatever medicine you need today, whether it's peacefulness or calm or love or the belief and the hope that what you need is so close to you. Taking one more moment with this pillar of light. And taking a conscious breath together and releasing this visualization. If you want to crack a window and let out some of that energy that got sloughed off or imagine it, you know, sweeping away or after our call, um, you know, letting it 
release through the window or, or burning some smoke to clear it, whatever you wanna do is of course always helpful. And I wanna take a moment to talk about this time in the curvature of the year, because as we're recording this, it's the day before the autumnal equinox. And this equinox, the equinox has happened twice a year. So in the autumn, this is the day each year when the light has waned so much since the summer solstice that now light and dark are equal. And after the equinox, the darkness will grow and grow until it becomes so magnified and heightened at the winter solstice until of course things shift again and the light begins to grow. But this is a really unique time of year. It's a, it's a really special portal that many of us sort of cram activity into, but there's no other time of the year that is so dark as it will be between now and the winter solstice in late December. And these turnings throughout the year, whether it's the equinox or the winter solstice, the summer solstice, or if you follow the Celtic wheel of, year, of the year, there are other gateways. But these turnings are invitations to really be proactive and intentional with our lives and the rhythm that our lives go through. It's very easy in this world, in this culture, in our lives, to just get swept up by the flow and by the activity and by all that's going on, or even by our own habits and boredom. It doesn't even have to feel super busy all of the time. We can just be sort of floating along in this kind of malaise or depression. And these gateways are really invitations to mark the turning of the year and to be intentional about how we relate to them. Right? We can't change the fact that the light is shifting. We can't change the fact that it will be getting darker earlier and earlier in our days. But we can change how we relate to that time and how we embrace it or how we work with it. And I want to invite you to think of this shift into the darkness as a way to really gain a different perspective about yourself and about how you work in the world, how you show up in the world. As the darkness grows, we're shifting, of course, from the summer season of activity and fruition and, you know, consciousness into the fall, which is such a potent time of release and transformation and death and surrender. In this equinox period, in this smaller window, we're shifting from the sign of Virgo, which is an earth sign, to the sign of Libra, which is an air sign. So there's this feeling of like levity of kind of, you know, we've been in the wheat fields, we've been in the harvest, we've been perhaps collecting things to preserve or can, we've been conscious of sort of storing up for the winter or we're beginning that process. And now as the sun shifts into the sign of Libra, there's this sense of like leaving the, the field itself and feel the floor of the earth and coming up to gain a greater perspective where we can really see the field for all that it is. And as you know, these zodiac signs connect to archetypes in the tarot and the Virgo sign is connected to the archetype of the hermit, which is this invitation to really step away from dominant culture and away from the busyness that can be so loud 
And here we are shifting from the hermit into the card of justice. And justice is a humongous concept that I won't try to summarize here, but it is this process in terms of career, at least, of really seeing ourselves clearly. You know, what are the steps that led us here? What are the decisions that have gotten us to this point without any judgment, but really just looking clearly and objectively as much as we can? What has led me here? What is here now? How have I changed since the equinox in the spring in March? You know, how has this light as it's grown and gotten, you know, to its apex in late June and now as it's been waning, how have I changed? What has become clear to me? What is still unclear? What's grown and become, you know, right? What's ripened this last summer and what is now ready to be released and composted. And I know for me, it's easy for some of these seasonal <clears throat> lessons to become not cliche, but, you know, we're like, all right, all right, like the trees are changing, <laughs> you know, the, they're going to be dropping their leaves. Okay, we get it. Like it's about release and surrender. But it becomes much more real when we like really drink it into our lives in this moment. Because no matter what last autumn was like for you, no matter how you relate to the autumn or how it has felt to you, perhaps as a, a child or a young person or someone who's now more mature, every autumn has its own texture. And there are always layers to be shed. There is always an invitation into greater surrender and death. And we think of that as a sacrifice. You know, we think of the autumn as like, you know, uh, it's on one hand, very beautiful. And I think many people are so excited and rejuvenated by it. But when we think about what it's preparing us for the, these dark, cold, wet days, it can feel like, oh, this thing we have to get through. But actually, it's, there is something very new and possible in this season. What would it be like if you really embraced the darkness? If you really turned your lights off at eight o'clock or even when the sun goes down, what if you lived by candlelight before the sun came up or the sun after the sun goes down? What if you released some of your holding on the rational or logical or very clear cut ways of working and really embraced serious mystery this time of year? What if you lovingly cut away the work that feels heavy, outdated, like it's you've been over it again and again, and you really, you know, with, with love, let it go? Perhaps not externally, but what would it be like to just let go of some of the worry and the grasping around it? So this is such a beautiful time and opportunity to really be in, intentional about the way that you relate to your life instead of being caught up and reactive and just feeling like every day is the same and that you know the ways that we have to work are always going to be linear and fast and we've got these big projects and no time between them this can really be an anchor this equinox into intentionality and for you to make a choice here to really honor your own ancient rhythms the rhythms that were tied up in the earth's cycles. 
And again, thinking about what could be gained in your life and in your career if you really embraced this window of time where it will be getting darker and darker. My sense is that if we did this, if we really prepared ourselves for the winter, if we let go of some of the activity on a new level at an edge that feels uncomfortable for each of us, which of course will always be different depending on who we are and, and what our rhythms look like already. But what if we got uncomfortable and really settled into the darkness? My sense is that we would come out with a very different, perhaps more mature relationship to work. Perhaps we would come out with new work, new insights, a new sense of life and replenishment, a greater love for the work that we do or for the people that we work with, greater health. You know, what would it be like if you slept for 10 hours a night and that was just normal? Or what if you slept enough that you didn't need your alarm anymore? And this is all, of course, related to career and work because everything is, is related. And so I encourage you to meet your edge this autumn and to use this equinox, whether you're listening before or after, to really use this equinox as a reminder that you have agency over how you relate to the cycles of the year and the cycles of your life. And that this autumn really can be different for you and your career. And there could be great mysteries here that are ready to be unearthed. And in that vein, I wanna to read to you a poem by Rainer Maria Rocha called Our Oldest Friends. And I love this because I think it puts into perspective the potential of this time and the way that it can help us shift the balance of work into a more appropriate balance and harmony so that the work is in its rightful place. And it's not subservient to, but it is in service of the greater mysteries of life that, that transcend time and transcend even our own individual experiences. So let me read this to you and you can sort of let the words wash over you. Our oldest friends. Our oldest friends, the great gods who never tried to woo us, shall we reject them because our tools of steel do not need them? Or shall we seek them on a map? Those powerful friends who receive our dead play no part in our wheels and gears. We have moved our banquets far from them and passed their messengers with such speed, we can't hear what they say. Lonelier now, having no one but each other, not knowing each other, we no longer meander on curving paths, but race straight ahead. Only in the mills do the once sacred fires still burn, lifting ever heavier hammers while we diminish in strength like swimmers at sea. And so now as we cross into the autumn season, I encourage you to reconnect with your oldest friends, <laughs> with the spirits that give life to this earth, that give life to us, with the mystery that is so much bigger than the day-to-day -day work that we do, which can be beautiful and is not bad at all. But the day-to-day -day work, the in and out, the projects, the email, the calls, all of it can become so big and loud that we lose connection with what makes us human and which gives us a sense of meaning and mystery in our lives. And so now, especially at this time of year is such an, 
a potentially beautiful time for you to connect with your oldest friends, however that lands for you, whatever that means to you. So that is what I have for you today, my friends. Thank you for sharing this time with me. I love delivering this uh, sweet meditative information to you. So be well and happy, happy autumn. I hope you really enjoyed that recording and are feeling more capable of being intentional with your life in this autumn season and beyond. If you want to join us in Cedar Lodge where we have monthly calls like this and steep into this kind of work, I encourage you to join us. Cedar Lodge is a community of people, probably a lot like you, who care deeply about doing work that matters, but want to do so in a way that honors their capacity and holistic well-being, not in a way that capitalism teaches us with an obsession for productivity and the daily grind. In Cedar Lodge, we come together in virtual space live twice a month. We have daily discussions on our private platform, and we gather in person outdoors seasonally. If you know that you need more from your working life and want to learn from others who are going deeper in balanced ways, join us. There's a link in the show notes. You can also visit wildnewwork.com. Thank you, as always, for sharing space with me here. I will be back with you in a couple of weeks. Take good care in the meantime, and I'll see you on the other side.